Isaiah 61 and 7, the Bible says that instead of shame, you shall have, somebody say double, honor. And instead of confusion, they shall receive, rejoice rather, in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. I want to minister under the thought um, this afternoon, um, the reversal. The reversal. We are in, thank you gentlemen, in this amazing series called Double. Um, The Lord spoke to uh, Dr. Jaquette and myself and gave us a very clear word for our church. And we released that in our vision cast this year that he was bringing us into double. But beyond the understanding of what he's going to do to double us as a church, double our resources, double our influence, double um, um, even us as a group, the numbers here within our congregation, we understand that whatever's going to hit the house is going to hit your house. Your praise should have been a little different there. I'll try it again and give you another chance, okay? Uh, um, um, whatever hits the house hits your house. And, uh, yeah. And let me tell you, we don't praise for noise sake. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but you got to understand, we, your praise opens you up to receive. What do you thank God for and what you praise God for is like opening up your receptors for it to come in and to be released in your life. You are blocked for the thing that you don't give thanksgiving for. We're in this series called Double to really get us to understand that God's dropping double on your life. I just believe that without a shadow of doubt. Um, I prayed for you. I do that every once in a while. And while I was praying for you, the Lord spoke to me about your house and said that he wanted to release double on your life. Now, what I feel like is that he wants to break what wants to double in your life. Hear me, hear me. Because there are stuff that the enemy has sent that the enemy wants to multiply in your life. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, right, right. But I feel like God is stepping in to break that up in the name of Jesus. You know, you know um, how many of you ever had roaches before? Don't lie, I'm a prophet. And <laughs> in New Orleans, Louisiana, where I am from, uh, it just almost don't matter where you live. The roaches just... But I told you before, the roaches in New Orleans are different. Some of you don't understand that. They have flying roaches. I ain't lie to you. You turn the light on and these suckers start flying, (laughs) y'all. And one of my uh, aunt's houses, hopefully she's not watching. One of my aunt's houses. You turn the light on, you be like. (laughs) Like that thing. (laughs) Them roaches start flying over your head. That thing is no joke. But when you know about roaches, you know they lay a lot of eggs, right? Y'all know what I'm saying? Why y'all trying to act like y'all don't know? Some of y'all are like, I have never seen a roach in my life. You're a lion to have. Yes, you have. Them things start having babies. It start multiplying. Right? That's how demonic forces work. It's like they produce and produce and produce and produce. And that's why you got to watch the doors of your life. Because if you don't open the door to one, y'all quiet in here. 
you'll turn around and find out that you got access now. Access points to a whole bunch of other devils and demonic influences that have tried themselves in your life. But how many of you know about raid? Y'all know about raid? Hello. Uh, I just feel like in the Holy Ghost today, I'm preaching roaches. I believe in the Holy Ghost today that the Holy Ghost is coming through like a good can of rain. Y'all ain't said nothing. And it's going to deal with them forces. Y'all ain't said amen. He's going to deal with the forces just trying to come in your life. He's getting rid of what hell wants to double. But he's doubling what his desire is in your life. Somebody say, I like that. In our text today, we, we get to see the children of Israel. And as we know, the children of Israel's journey has been very interesting. Children of Israel, I mean, my God, they have, they have been, they, they obey a second, and then most of it was disobedience, though. Most of it was like, um, I don't believe you, I'm going to do what I want to do. And they have found themselves along their journey in so much confusion and loss and had experienced so much pain and, and, and so many things had happened in their journey. But I love Isaiah 61 because Isaiah 61 begins to bring us into an understanding of what God will do with mess. Um, how no matter what our journey is, each and every one of us in the room, our journey has involved a little mess. See, I'm in the people business. And, and I deal with people on a regular basis. Pray for me. And, and as I deal with people, the people business is a messy business. And it's a messy business because all of our journeys involve some level of mess. All of our journeys involve some level of junk. I know you're sitting here looking extra nice and got your hair put together and you got yourself feeling good today in God's house, but your journey has involved mess. The amazing thing about us dealing with mess, that's the whole point of Christ. Christ steps in even in the midst of our mess and turns our situations around. He looks at where we are and says, I refuse to leave you there. I release reversal. What the enemy had planned to do in your life, Christ steps on the scene and said, I am here to turn that thing completely around. I need about 50 people just holler, reverse. Reverse, reverse, reverse. It's important for you to understand that God was sent, Christ was sent rather, for reversal. Of the plans of the enemy. And this reversal begins to manifest not just at your salvation, but there is a continual reversal that begins to happen during your entire journey. I appreciate you loving the Lord and giving your life to Christ, many of you, but you've got to welcome and engage the reversal of heaven as you continue to go through your journey. Every time you see where hell is trying to peek his head or where demonic influences or even your flesh and your desires and your ideas are peeking its head up, you have to invite in and receive the reversal of God. Now, this is so important because God reversed Reversing your situation is by grace and it's supernatural. God reversing things in your life is by grace and it's supernatural. Remember the journey of the Israelites was a crazy journey. But God's grace was living out even before we moved into, into a new covenant understanding. Grace has been moving from the very beginning of time. 
And here is grace being seen even in Isaiah chapter 61. If you go to verse number one, put it up for me, Carly. Uh, 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 Isaiah 61 and one, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to stop there just for a moment because something supernatural is happening here. As the prophet Isaiah is speaking, he's not only speaking uh, for himself. The prophet Isaiah is actually now tapped into time far ahead of him and making a declaration of the Christ himself. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You, you follow Jesus' journey and Jesus walks in, opens up the book and starts saying these exact words. Jesus starts making a proclamation of who he was and he says this he says the spirit of the Lord is upon me so Isaiah I love the prophetic and some of you don't understand the power of it it gives us the ability to understand that we can reach into times and to spaces and to places from where we are now and tap into things that are to come and we'll begin to decree a thing and while it's being said here I uh, wish I could draw the picture it's being said there I, I, I know I know you see time like this you see time like this you see time like this but in the kingdom of god it is all like this y'all ain't said nothing it is all like the bible says it's a wheel in the middle of the wheel that's why some of you experience what you call deja vu and you're confused what is happening is you tapped into the wheel you tapped into the wheel so even though i'm standing here right now it's possible for me to step into 2024 at the same time and experience something and come back in and be like, I feel like I've been here before. You preach this sermon. It's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. So I know some of you are thinking about time and you're thinking Isaiah was saying this and then later Jesus said it. I believe without a doubt there was a supernatural something happening in the wheel. While Isaiah was saying it, Jesus was saying it. I know some of you. Yeah, like, I, I don't care about the deepness. Okay, we'll keep it. Stay shallow. But I'm telling you, something powerful about this statement, because Christ is yet to come, but Christ is introduced here. Isn't that like God? Before you know you needed God, before you understood He was coming in your life. He had already made a decision to interrupt the schedule of your circumstances and to be released in the midst of you before Christ was even born in the earth. Before Jesus was born in the earth, he was released through the mouths of the prophets. Hello. He was removed. He was released out of the mouth of the prophets. That's why you've got to grab a hold of the heart of God for your situations. Because even when it seems difficult and it seems crazy, look at your neighbor and say, get on the wheel, get on the wheel, get on the wheel. If you'll get on the wheel in prayer, there's a declaration that'll come out of you that was said before you, or it might have been said after you. I don't know. But as long as you get in the wheel, God will release revelation that will change your situation. Hit your neighbor that want me to shut up and say, get on the wheel, get on the wheel, get on the wheel. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Isaiah's talking, Jesus talking. Same will. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. This is Jesus speaking through Isaiah. Isaiah 
prophesying of Jesus on the same wheel, saying that no matter what the craziness is, no matter what the nuttiest, nutty situations is, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me to tell somebody it gets better. I feel like running. Jasmine, it's important for everybody in the room, no matter what the situation is. Isaiah and Jesus said, same will. They both said, listen to him. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. I need somebody to feel a little sanctified. To slap your neighbor. If nobody's behind you, hit an angel and tell him it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Y'all don't believe that. You think I'm just hollering, but I'm not just talking about what I've seen. I'm talking about what I experienced. If you would just hold on a little bit longer, there is a weight of glory that's about to hit your house that is greater than anything you've ever seen before. It's about to get better. He sent, he sent me. See that capital M? Jesus talking, Isaiah talking, same will. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I love that. Because the reality is that there are people in this room on this Sunday afternoon whose hearts are broken. See, the children of Israel were in a place where all kinds of things were happening. You know, how many of you ever vacillated between two decisions before? You're lying. Some of you ain't raised your hand and you know I'm talking to you. You vacillated between two situations before, two decisions. And one day you wanted God and then another day you didn't really want him. Hello. One day you wanted God and then them abs was looking real good. Y'all ain't saying nothing. One day you wanted God, but then the money was looking real good. And so you vacillated between decisions. And sometimes your heart is broken over what you thought you lost. And sometimes your heart is broken over stuff that you feel like you did. But no matter how your heart is broken, the Bible said, I don't know, Jesus, Isaiah, same will. That says that I came to listen to heal the brokenhearted. Be seated, please, to proclaim liberty. It's the reversal. So proclaim liberty to the captives. That ought to help you. It ought to help you. Because no matter what you feel bound in. Jesus is saying, Isaiah is saying, I don't know, same will. Standing, making a declaration that, hey, doesn't matter what you've been captive in. My presence comes to release you from the chains. There's much more to preach. Let's go. And the opening of the prison, keep going, Carlin, to those who are bound. <laughs> Let's go. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That don't mean a lot to you yet. Because we live in our Western Christianized reality. We don't know anything about the acceptable year of the Lord. Sounds good. Sounds kind of deep. Sounds kind of interesting. Like it. We don't know what it is. Um, The acceptable year of the Lord was the year of Jubilee. I'm about to throw this mic. And the year of Jubilee, it'll make sense in a moment, announced with the blowing of trumpets. 
In fact, the very name means the continual sound of a horn blast. It's, it's God making a noise to say everything's about to change right now. Have you ever been in a moment where you felt like God just interrupted your schedule and said, I'm going to release my sound in your experience to let you know that no matter where you are right now, this is the time, glory to God, where everything can change. Be seated. Appreciate Matrena. I got more preaching power. In fact, the continuous sound of the horn blast. Jubilee is the name of the horn, the sound of the horn, and the name of the feast. The year of Jubilee was a holy year, consecrated and set apart to proclaim liberty to all people. It is the antidote for poverty, slavery, and bondage. I love what Proverbs chapter 22 and 7 says. It says that the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. And listen to me. Listen to what it says. Anytime, you got to understand this, that anytime you owe a debt, you become a servant to the lender. Now I'm about to get on your nerves. Now you're about to not like me. Now in the midst of your journey, we have been okay with things that God never wanted to be a part of our journey. This is when you're going to want to go home. This is when you're going to check out. We started moving into the place of debt and comfortable with it. Just say, ouch. We become comfortable with it. Something that God never really intended for us to be. As a matter of fact, the Bible says uh, that we would be the lender. And not the borrower. And I'm not telling you, um, you know, we're not going to get into details like, well, I, you know, I got a loan mortgage on my house. So you're trying to say I can't. I, I'm not getting into all that. What I'm trying to help you to understand, though, is some debts we understand good and bad debt, at least in our culture. And we understand the understanding of that many of us have just taken on things and just taken it on as, as a way of life. That debt is a way of life. I know I'm in here because that's why y'all are all silent. Debt is a way of life rather than understanding that God has given us the ability to come out of it. Somebody say, come out of it. Oh, I love that. Somebody say, come out of it. You have the ability to come out of debt. Five amens. I'm going to preach anyway. Y'all was hollering a second ago. You have the ability to come out of debt. Let me tell you what the Lord told me in prayer for you. He told me that he was going to give you a debt-free plan. I'm about to run. See, you've been praying for the wrong thing. You just praying, Lord, Lord, give me this, give me that. Give me another house, God. Give me another car, God. But the Lord said before you do that, he said they want you to climb up in prayer and receive your debt-free plan. He said, I'm going to show you, good God Almighty, how to get out of the mess that you've gotten yourself into and get into the place of liberality. You're going to become liberal in every area of your finances. I decree it over you. You're about to get your debt-free plan. Somebody on that shot, hallelujah. I'm going to get to double in a minute Um, so anytime you owe debt according to scripture you become the servant to the lender at Old Testament times when you owed a debt you couldn't pay you literally became the servant of the person literally became the servant of the person you owed and lost control of your property and your assets until the debt could be paid. 
You might not think you're literally the servant of that person now, but you are. Running from them the way you're running from them? Afraid to answer their phone calls? You're not a servant? But the year of Jubilee was sacred because it was the year of release from death. Induced servanthood ended. Debts and mortgages were paid. Oh, y'all get this. Slaves were freed. All family inheritance was restored. And the land that had been sold was returned to its original owners. And everyone was giving a fresh start in business, free from bondage of debt. I know, ah, I know for the Israelites, it was a certain time for y'all biblical scholars that want to kind of teach me, oh, apostle, that meant sudden, sudden amount of years, and it was seven years, and it was that. I understand that. But spiritually today, I want you to understand that in the midst of the new covenant, God has released you. And the Spirit of God wanted me to tell you that the acceptable year of the Lord is right now for you. That's all I can. That's my whole point. I just have to give you the historical background. He said that the acceptable year of the Lord is now. And he said what is released over you right now is that your year of jubilee is not coming. Your year of jubilee is here right now. He's releasing you from the debts that tried to come upon your life. And I saw a pathway and I asked God what it was. He said, tell my children, it's their way out. Y'all don't want this. I said, it's your way out. No matter where you feel in bondage I saw a way out of the wilderness be seated we're still talking about double the year from the release of that supernaturally God will give you the plan to manifest in the natural that will change everything for you let's go verse 3 Isaiah 61 verse 3 Bible says to console those who mourn. This is, this is Isaiah, Jesus, I don't know, same will, giving their explanation of why they've been sent. To console those who will mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. Question for you, class. How many of you in the past 12 months have felt as if you had experienced loss at some level. Some of us in the room, we've lost loved ones. Some of us, we've lost finances. Some of us, we've lost relationships. Here's the good news. God said, you give me those ashes, I'll reverse it and make them beautiful. This is so good to me because that means a lot of times we don't understand how any beauty could come out of the loss we've experienced. Let's be honest. You, so you lose stuff and you be like, what is, God, what is God doing with this? I can't find them nowhere in here, Reverend. I don't know what you're doing, sir. You can get confused about a thing, but God can turn all ashes into beauty. The Bible says it's beautiful in its time. What does it mean it's beautiful in this time? That means that the moment of revelation comes to you, you'll begin to understand that it was all worth it. Even in the most horrible thing in my life, God will show you there is something that I'll pull out of it. There will be beauty in your experience. Somebody say, I receive it in the room. He said, I'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. 
and, uh, and I'll give you the garment of praise, reversal. I'm going to take the spirit of heaviness, and I'm going to give you a garment of praise. How many of you ever woke up in the morning and just didn't feel like it? Somebody said today. I hear y'all. Saints was like, yes, I am one. I am tired. That's like, yes, apostle. Right now, I don't feel like it. I want to hear your message. I don't feel it. <laughs> the spirit. I mean, that thing came through. You know, the rumbling came in this room. It was like, yes, that day. <laughs> the spirit of heaviness. Good news for y'all. Is that. He said, we're going to reverse that. I'm going to take the spirit of heaviness and I'm going to give you a garment of praise. People wonder sometimes why does all nations praise the way they praise? It's not because of calisthenics, but if you was here on Wednesday night, you should have lost some pounds. I can't hear you. (laughs) Should have filled all of your rings on your watch. Amen. We... He said, not only to be able to get to a place, you know, uh, of just being able to say, I love God. But understanding that in the midst of heaviness, if I will put on praise like my best clothing. It has the ability to be able to lift me from where I am to take me to where I'm supposed to be. Praise will bring you into the reality of heaven in a moment's time supernaturally as you praise God you'll find yourself standing in a reality that you never understood could be right now as you begin to lift your voice and as you begin to lift your worship and as you begin to dance before the Lord something begins to shift around you please look at your neighbor say exchange your clothing please see you don't understand it because you don't understand what used to happen in the days of the Bible when they were mourning, they would wear clothing that represented their mourning. Some of us don't understand that it is the same even though we're in the new covenant. You might not be wearing physical clothes, but when you're in mourning, I can't hear nobody. We can see it all over you. And the thing about the saints is that they think they're hiding it. And be like, ain't nothing wrong. You a lie to have and so is your mama. There is something wrong with you. Y'all ain't said nothing. But in the midst of your praise, uh, something will begin to shift and something will begin to change. Uh, some people have dumbed down praise for the ignorant. Uh, and some people have said praise is for the poor. But I'm not ignorant and I'm not poor. I got a little money in my pocket and I'm pretty intelligent. Uh, and I don't praise God out of the place of my loneliness. Uh, but I praise God because I know he's worthy even when I don't see it happening around me i don't praise god because uh, i'm just missing it and everything is so horrible sometimes i'm praising god just because he's worthy of that praise and as i praise my god he have the ability to break chains off of my life that i didn't even know i had on me it has the ability to break stuff up of my mind that i didn't even know that i had on me look to your neighbor real quick and tell him neighbor 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 Tell him if you find you a praise, everything could shift. Some of y'all ain't said nothing to nobody. Obey me. You don't gotta like the hoop. I'm a hoop anyway. Tell him neighbor, 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 neighbor. If you find you a praise, you can change everything. If I took and just get about a hundred people that I just lift their voice and give God a shot. Come on, give him a shot of praise. Be seated. I've taken too long in my intro. This was really not the message. Verse number four. 
Verse number four. And now it's changing. He said, Isaiah's talking, Jesus talking, I don't know, same will. But now it's shifting. Because he said, this is why I was sent. But because of what I released to you, I didn't just release it to you to release it to you. But those that have much, much is required of them. It's a kingdom principle. It's a kingdom principle. If I'm going to release all of this freedom to you, all of this breakthrough for you, there's a job assignment for your life. Bring me a chair, please. And what you've got to understand is that the Bible says this. He says, and they, talking about you, and they shall build the old ruins. Bless you, sir. And they shall raise up former desolations. Talking about you. Look at your neighbor and say, talking about you. I love this. The job assignment is that no matter how ruined things are around here, you have the ability to shift it. Can I tell you something? Some stuff will shift. Out of the, and it will be supernatural. But listen to me. The supernatural ought to tell on you in the natural. Everybody always tries to leave everything in the heavens. And talking about, I just know a God is just doing. Where is the proof in the heaven, in the earth realm? Because the Bible says, you said it earlier, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. So we appreciate all your breakthrough. But why can't we see nothing around you? You look the same. The environment of this community should be transformed because all nations, San Bernardino sits on the corner of 9th and D. I can't hear you. Things ought to change around here. I know it changes. You may not know it. I drove into the parking lot on Friday. I'm about to run. And I begin to see this parking lot filled with people who didn't have food before. That mouths were full with bags. I remember it was just some months ago that we all, we didn't even have a little bit of food up in there. But I begin to walk into the, 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 the cafe upstairs. And I begin to see loads and loads of food to the point that we've been blessed so much that they have to start storing stuff with ice in trash can. I know y'all. They have to they have to start putting stuff in all kinds of places to make sure that we could feed the people. When I drove into the parking lot, I saw tens tons of people who were coming not only to receive food to their mouth, but able to receive healing, restoration, and deliverance. It's happening in this community because all nation San Bernardino is on the corner. Y'all ain't said nothing. People around here had a plague. And the plague was low internet. DSL level internet. If you work for Frontier, tell them I said they ought to be shaming themselves. What did our church do? We said, well, we're going to change up the game. Nobody else can do it, apparently. So we're going to invest the money and change the whole situation of what they got access to in this community. We sick of our frontier and we sick of the low level internet. So we'll invest the money for them to have to create a whole new poll. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Well, there wasn't a poll before. Now you got to install a whole poll and you got to now extend your lines to where your lines went before. Some of y'all, y'all didn't want to receive it because it's too natural for you. But the reality is that now because of our investment, people that couldn't get barely any internet now has internet because last week y'all ain't said nothing. We changed carriers and they be able to install because of our money that we invested. If you're going to be here, change the environment. Get your neighbor say it ought to change. 
told you, when God's giving you much, there's much for you to do. So here's the job assignment. You're going to build. You're going to build in ruined places where stuff looks a hot mess. See, everybody wants to run to the hot places. My story won't be written that I just ran to where it was easy. But when I die in the grave, they're going to tell the story. Dumas went over somewhere where nobody wanted to go and nobody wanted to be. And instead of running to the hot places, he made the unhot places or the places that wasn't hot. He made it hot. I can't hear nobody. People don't like San Bernardino now, but just give it a second. In a second, it's going to be one of the hot spots all over Southern California. And I'm going to tell you why. Because all nations, San Bernardino... Be seated. So they shall rebuild the old places. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair. Go back. Repair the ruin. Cities. The desolations of many generations. Here's a word I need you to write down. Here's your prophetic word. It's, gosh, I'm preaching my whole time with my intro. Here it is. Servitude. Servitude. That's a prophetic word to you. Servitude. If God is released much to you, which is every one of us, whether you realize it or not, he's assigned you as a servant. Servants see differently than people who are consumers. I believe that the reversal that God wants to happen in your life is to bring you out of consumerism and to bring you to servitude. Consumerism always says, what is in it for me? (laughs) Some of you think you're servants, but the only reason why you're serving is to get access. Some of you think you're servants, but the only reason why you call yourself serving is so that you can have stage. Some of you call yourself servants, but the only reason why you're serving is so that people can see you. I can prove it because if nobody says, if someone doesn't say your name, you're offended. Because that was your purpose. That was your mission statement. Quiet in here. True servanthood will be amazing because you understand that I'm not concerned about whether someone ever sees what I do. Or they don't. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen is that when people are on a team and you celebrate the team and then that person feels the need to say, I did it. A true servant's heart is not concerned about getting the glory. What a lot of people want to do is they want, they want, they want to be at a place where they're in the spot to be served, to be served. They want to sit and come, son, come, um, Byron, say happy birthday to my son. They come, get down here like you're washing my feet. They come, and this is what the position that they want. This is the position that they want. Act like you're washing them. This, this, is the, this is the position they want. They, they want the position of being seated in whatever throne they think they should be seated in. And this is what people think leadership is. 
people think leadership is being seated while somebody is washing your feet. I appreciate everybody that serves me, but I can carry my own water. I can't hit nobody and I can surely fetch my own towel. I am not a handicapped man. I'm full bodied and Vanessa's helping me to become strong. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's important for you to understand that you've got to get to a place where you've got to understand that this is not the position. This is not the leader's position in any way, shape, form, or fashion. This is not how the leader should be. This is not how the person that has received much should be. But the reversal changes. That you ought to get into the place now where you start washing the feet of those that are in the midst of your ministry. You got to serve the people who are sent to you. You got to serve the people. They ought to be better because they're in the midst of you. And you've got to be willing to wash the feet of those that God sent to you. Shame on every pastor that looks at the people around them and starts seeing them how they can build their thing you ought to look at them and say how can I get them healed I can't hear you how can I get them delivered I can't hear you how can I get them set free now how can they build my ministry thank you sir your watchword is servitude Verse 5, we got to go. Strangers, listen to this though. If you switch your positions, this is what you're going to get. So you don't have to run for it because if you run, if you run for it, you're making it happen. But the way of the kingdom is if you do it, you will attract it. I just gave you a principle. Write it down. What you do is what you attract. What you do is what you attract. What do you do? Appreciate the book, The Secret. Appreciate the law of attraction. Now, let's talk what the Bible saying. What you do, what you do is what you attract. So the Bible says, okay, you've done that now. You're, you're, you're building up the ruined places. You're serving. So what's going to happen now is that strangers just stand and feed your flocks. There's stuff that's about to be released. You're so much prophetic in this. And I'm just, I'm about to just do part two next week. I can't get through all that. But listen to me. He's saying, listen to me. He's saying, strangers shall so stand and feed your flocks. That means that you're about to experience in the very near future. I want you to get this. People you do not know are about to find you. People that you did not spend your life with, people that you weren't buddies with are about to call your name. Can I prophesy today? They're about to call your name and they're about to feed your vision. They're about to take care of what's in your house. They're about to release and the sons of the foreigner shall be the plowman and your vine dresser. Because you served, God's going to send what is needed for your house. And it's going to come from places that you did not know. I'll, I'll, I'll finish the rest. Stand with me. You have moved into the space of doubling your life. No matter how messy it looks right now, God is reversing the mess in your life and bringing you to a place of fulfillment. You are on a journey towards receiving and walking out double 
in every area of your life. I'm going to finish this message next week with part two, but listen to me. This week, as you go throughout your week, you've got to understand that I'm not going to just arrive at double. Because some of you, I receive these, I release these prophetic words, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do in servitude, there's no elevation for you. Jesus said, let the greatest among you be a servant first. If you want what God's going to send to your life, you got to serve your way to the top. Demands humility. It demands focus. It demands stability in what God has said and not what others people say. Because people will mock the servant. Servants are consistently mocked. Servants are consistently questioned. Sometimes you're questioned by the people closest to you. Why do you do all of that? That that kind of commitment is ungodly. I've never seen people that try to fight up against commitment. Loyalty. That thing makes me laugh. Because that means there's still something hiding in you. Where you want to find something irregular about the level of commitment that people have to one another. As God has commanded. And you don't understand covenant yet. You're confused. When you get to a place where you comprehend that God has more for me and I'm not going to get it sitting in the seat, I'm about to get on my knees and I'm going to serve and I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And as I serve my way, there's something more that's coming to my house. I want Russell and Gail to come here real quick. I'm carrying this word all week. I just I just need to release this word. Lift your hands over you. Oh, this this thing double is going to be such a reality for you all in 2020. There is such an increase that's coming upon you all's household. I saw the Lord doubling um, investments. There there was something that you guys have been paying into um, throughout your journey might not be an investment it's something you've been paying into it is going to it's going to it's going to reveal to you double of what it should have and it will make no sense when they look into the computer and they tell you the number and you're going to be like what it's going to happen in 2020 you're going to be like what that's not even what i should be getting paid out and the spirit of god said i'm about to supernaturally get into the computer system so and I'm about to shift some things in your favor because you are willing to serve. The Spirit of God says, I'm about to release such increase um, over you and your girls that it's about to be unimaginable. There is a level of favor coming on the one that, um, what's the oldest one? Uh-huh. Sydney. Okay. Um, that's, that's doing, that plays. Yes. Um, there's about to be a supernatural um, favor that's about to hit her life. It, 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 it's already there, but it's about to be so increased. Is she here? She's not. 
She's playing ball right now, okay? It's, it's about to hit her life in such an amazing way. And this favor is going to be extended. I saw uh, whatever the college she ends up going to, I'm telling you, things are going to be so laid out that it's going to be ridiculous. And I'm talking about more laid out than the expected laid out. God is going to lay this thing out so much for this girl where they're going to be like, who are you? Like, <laughs> are your parents somebody in this school? That's how much it's about to be. God said, I'm about to release my favor in that kind of way. And the Lord said, it will be a direct result of your servitude. Not just in this place, but the Spirit of God said, because of your years of service to Him. He told me to tell you, He has not forgotten. And so I stretch your hands towards this couple. So I just release, hallelujah, what belongs to them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I bind up any enemy, any worm of Papa any kind of worm that tried to kink a worm that tries to eat up any of the resources I just bind that up in the name of Jesus but I decree in Jesus that abundance 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 somebody holler abundance 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 I decree abundance in the powerful name of Jesus come on lift your hands for a moment father we just submit our hearts to you and we say we're submitted to you and God we're submitted as servants we'll serve you all the days of our life we'll serve you with our entire heart We'll serve you with our entire mind. We're dedicated, oh God, to following what it is that you have designed for us to do. Call us a house of servants, God. We are they that will, oh God, humble ourselves before you. And as we humble ourselves before you, we will do it in excellence, Father. In every area of our lives, we will serve with excellence. We will serve with excellence, God. I thank you, Lord, for the release of servants' hearts all over this building. I bind the haughty heart. I bind the heart of pride. But for every single servant, in it all sealed in the high. Every single servant in the house, I release, oh God, that anointing for double over their lives. Right now, in the name of Jesus, and we believe you forward in Jesus' holy name. Listen, stay standing. There's three types of people in the room.